the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The proverb that we live by Where offenses are concerned is great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. As you walk in the love and the charity of God, God is going to bless you. The power, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is going to be tremendous in your life. God has given us a time right now where The fear of God, reverence, holy reverence to God is so very important. And he has given to the children of God within our spirit a state of humility. We're in a place right now where many, many in the church are humble before God. We're seeking him for answers. We're seeking him in prayer. And I know that you are one of those people. May I prophesy to you for just a moment today about what God is doing. God has his hand. He's a shield. He said, he said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Genesis 15 and one, one of my most favorite scriptures. But if we want to know what is God doing Right now, in all that we see, wars and rumors of war, what is God doing? Because whenever we see something, you know, going on in the natural, there's always a spiritual counterpart. There's always something going on in the spirit realm. So we're entering a time where God is releasing such a powerful anointing over the church. The heavens have lined up with the earth for the coming of Christ. It really is upon us. You know, I was talking to a young person, I want to say like in their 20s, not too many days ago. And and they said, oh, people have been saying that for years. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I said, yes. They said that before. Jesus was coming. Jesus was coming Messiah would be born for over 800 years. <laughs> and then one day the Messiah was born. Everything God does has a purpose. And it was an event on God's eternal timeline. And the prophets of old could see what was coming. And so the word of the Lord has already given us Jesus, the greatest prophet in the Bible said that he would return as it was spoken once. And then it took place. It's been spoken again, and it shall take place. 
bless his holy name. So when someone says that to you, you can encourage them and let them know, yes, it was said once before. This isn't the only time it's ever been said that he would enter this realm and it happened and it'll happen again. Bless his holy name. But we're entering an area that's so dynamic as the heavens align with the earth. God is transforming our minds. He's activating for the activation of a prophetic anointing that's coming over the church. It's an anointing that's so powerful. God has placed in our hearts a resident advisor. That's right. You have a resident advisor within to lead you in all of your ways, to lead you in these times. Your resident advisor is the Holy Spirit. And if you have given your life over to Christ, then you have the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to rush down to the altar on Sunday morning for somebody to lay hands on you so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, bless his holy day. You're a child of God. You've already got his Holy Spirit. Now, there can be greater manifestation of the work of the Holy Spirit through you, but you've got the Holy Spirit. And so we're in a time where there is a shaking in the earth. And these times it's required that our hearts are filled with God's word. And there's an overflowing then of his power. And we're going to talk about how you can walk in the peace and the love of God today. But right now, this prophecy, God is activating an anointing for a season. There's going to be such a great season of the manifestation of the power of God. How do we know that? Because Jesus said that he talked about it. Joel talked about the rain, you know, the former rain and the latter rain. Now the disciples had received the Holy Spirit as you and I have, but now there's going to be a latter rain. And so it's going to be even more intensified than what the disciples had because they just had the Holy Spirit. But now you'll have the Holy Spirit and you'll have a latter rain upon you. There's going to be an anointing that's being activated. It will trigger the prophetic within the church in a way that the church has not known before in the body of Christ. It's absolutely outrageous, if you will. It's amazing. The season will go on for at least until 2030. You know, you can call it a Passover season. You know, in the Passover season, when the Israelites left Egypt, we remember that as they were going, you know, they're traveling away from Egypt, they're going for the promised land. What happened? So there was great turmoil. You know, Pharaoh comes with his men and sends them to chase down the Israelites to the Red Sea. And where will they turn? There's the Red Sea before them and Pharaoh behind them. They're in trouble, right? Turmoil in the heavens for them. They're like, what have you done, Moses? You should have left us back there. You brought us out here to die. And so as we are going forward, There will be not only wars, but there will be more rumors of wars. We are in a Passover season. It's at least until 2030 that this Passover season is taking place. And during the Passover season, God guided the children of Israel. They had that Passover, you know, when they came out of Egypt. But it was like a season of Passover for them as they came into the promised land until they came to that time of peace after he had crossed over the Red Sea. God is bringing the church to a, it's a Passover season that we are in. And so God is releasing a manifestation of power as the world awaits the coming of Christ. This season will go on for this time and then there will be a return of Christ. Jesus will do just what he said he would do. But he wants 
in the body of Christ also now for there to be a manifestation of his power. If there isn't a mighty releasing, a heavier anointing release, how will he inherit his inheritance? The word of the Lord says that the nations are his inheritance. (laughs) Jesus will receive his inheritance. Bless his holy name. But God wants us to walk in the power of almighty God. How are we going to do this in the season? Because those that are watching and waiting, they are going to receive this prophetic anointing. Those that are walking and watch this now in the love and the peace of God and the love and the peace of God. James 3.17 says this, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then it's peaceable, it's gentle and easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. The NIV says this, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. We're going to have to walk the walk that Jesus did. And those that are walking in the love of God, they're going to have such a manifestation of his power because you are the manifested sons of God. That's who we are. What did Jesus say when he was asked about seeing the father? And I'm in John 14 and 10. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father and it suffices us. And Jesus said unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the father. And now sayest thou then show us the father. Believest thou not that I am in the father and that the father is in me. The words that I speak are not my own. He did not speak of himself, but the father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. It's it's coming that time for the church that we no longer can have just a good message. We are going to have to manifest the power of God because we are the manifested sons of God. And so we will have to manifest the power of God, healing and deliverance and and prophecy, visions and dreams are going to flow through this prophetic church as never seen before in the body of Christ, the division lines. Now, I'm not saying that we will have one religion. What what I am saying is from the Baptist to the Catholic, to the Methodist, to the Lutheran, to the Mormons, to the non-denominational, to the Pentecostal. I mean, let's just name all of them and you know more of them than I do, but let's just say this, the body of Christ is coming into a place of unity. The body of Christ is coming to a place of respect and love from one church to another, one denomination to another. The Bible talks about charity, 1 Corinthians 13 and 5. Doeth not behave itself unseemingly. He's talking about charity. Seeking not her own, it is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. How are we to respond to a circumstance then? We're to get wisdom from above. We're to walk in the love of God. I'm talking about offenses today. Stay with me. God wants to show you something that's going to take you to a new dimension. Have you ever heard that proverb? And it's not really a proverb. It's a made up proverb. I I don't like them, 
but I have to love them. I've really searched, you know, the word of God and I can't find that man-made proverb. It is not in the word of God. If you do not like them, you do not love them because like is only a seed of love. It's the beginning of love. Bless his holy name. God wants to show you something vitally important today. Luke 17 and one. It is impossible that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. So what is an offense? It's a violation of a law or a rule or an illegal act, a thing that constitutes a violation of what is judged to be right or wrong. And so the Bible tells us that offenses will come, but woe to those whom the offenses come through. An offense is a snare. You know, offenses come and they come to be a trap to us from the enemy. Offenses can cause a person to stumble, to fall by becoming angry, becoming resentful. It draws us into sin or error. Romans five seventeen by one man's offense, death reigned by one. There's a spiritual fall. They which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So reign in life by Christ Jesus. Adam sinned. Creation slid backwards. Sin, sickness, disease and poverty were loose. All kind of trouble was loose. All of God creation moaneth in travail. Romans 8 and 22. Satan's trap is to get us out of the will of God. But the Bible says this, thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord, Leviticus 19 and 18. What is that scripture telling us? It is translated in the strongest language in English that can possibly translate it. The Lord himself says this, Thou shalt not, you shall not have a grudge against the children of my people. You shall not. Thou shall not says you're not going to do that. You will not do that. And then he tells us what we will do. He says, thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. And then he tells us who said it. He says, I am the Lord. Leviticus 19 and 18. Offenses come from insults. Maybe someone has a verbal attack against us or betrayal or a broken relationship. Most offenses come because of something that someone has either said to us or something they've said about us, something that's been done. We have to overthrow Satan's plan. Don't walk around offended. It is absolutely against the word of God, that's against the word of God, not speaking to this one and ignoring that one. I'm angry with him. I can't stand her avoiding one another. Peace. Where is the peace and the love of God? Children of God, if we're going to walk in the power of almighty God, we are going to have to walk in the love of God, even in church, in our families, in ministry, we can't be a quitter. You know, we're in church and we're changing from one ministry to another. We're complaining about the church. We're complaining about leadership. You know, we're upset because they didn't use my suggestion. They didn't do what I thought they should do. We're offended. We are then offended. We have to walk in love. Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgiveness will allow us to walk in the love and the peace of God. And the peace and the love of God means that you will walk in the power of God. The Holy Spirit will speak and you will hear his voice. 
keep your heart pure towards God and man. How do we have offenses against God? Let's say I want to be an usher, but all the usher spots are filled. And so I say, well, I guess God doesn't want me to be an usher. Acts 24 and 16. So I always take pains to to have a clear conscience towards both God and and man, if all the usher seats are filled, all the positions are filled, I'm not going to be upset with God and think God doesn't want me to have something good. We can get out of the flow of God's blessings and fall into Satan's trap and never fulfill God's divine purpose for us in our life or in ministry. Proverbs 17 and 9, he that covers over a transgression seeks love. But he that repeats a matter separates the closest of friends. Proverbs 17 and 9, Matthew 24, 10 to 12. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and they shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. How can we walk in the power of God, if we don't walk in the love of God, what is happening? It affects businesses. It affects marriages. It affects mother-daughter. It affects our families. It affects our courts. It affects Congress. If we are full of offenses, we have to have a pure heart. Acts twenty-four sixteen. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void to offense towards God and towards men. Offenses are against God or against man. Keep the blessing path clear. Take up others' offenses. Satan wants you to get offended. Something someone said about you, take it up and forgive it. Someone says something about someone else and the enemy wants, you know, let me tell you what she did to me. Let me tell you what he said to me. Now I'm as offended as they were. Now I'm taking on somebody else's offense. When you stand praying before the throne of God, your words, your heart has to be pure. It's as though Jesus himself is praying before the father. When you pray, it is though Christ himself is praying. And so therefore, We have to stand before the Lord with a pure heart when we pray. So miracles in prayer begin to happen consistently when you pray. Malachi 4 and 2. Unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. There's a place in the New England Medical Journal. This was some years ago. A physician wrote an excellent story about when his mother became ill and he tried every medication that he could to heal his dying mother. And he talked about, he called his mother's friend a little lady. He said it was a little old lady because his mother was elderly. She said she came and she sat by his mother's bedside and she never spoke a word. It was one of his mother's closest friends, but she came to the hospital and she just sat there. She never said a word. She sat beside that bed for several days. The result, she was healed. She was healed. And that the physician found out that God is a healer, that he was just a doctor. Satan wants you and me to prevent us from exercising the power and the presence of God. Obviously, this lady walked in great love. She walked in great love. Whatever it is that's got you bound, that's got you in a prison of resentment or hate or rage, let it go. 
if we weren't walking in the fences, would we see road rage? Would we see such violence, such hatred? Would we see so much divorce, the breaking up of, of friendships, of families? If we could just let it go. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and offense towards men. I have to say it again. We have to purpose in our mind not to be offended, to forgive, to see the person's oops, you know, their mistakes and forgive. Forgive the person so so clearly, so wonderfully that you don't even remember. You've forgotten what they even said. That was yesterday. You'll be able to tell them, I don't even remember what it was that was said. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Luke 17 and 4, God is calling the church to an awesome place to walk in love and unity. Jesus prayed a prophetic, amazing prayer in his last hours. He said, Father, I pray that they will be one. How will we be one if we walk in offenses? Galatians 5 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law offenses. We have to be strong in the Lord. That's our defense against offenses, the fruits of the Spirit. We have to train our minds not to be offended. The Bible says this in Psalms 119 and 165. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I'm going to say that again. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. I don't know how we got off on the wrong path because it's in the word of God. We are not to be offended. We're not to be angry. We're not to be fussing. We're not to have resentment. We are not to hold malice in our heart. If we want our prayers to move powerfully in the spirit realm, we're going to have to set down offenses. The word of the Lord says this, he that overcometh inherits all things. He that overcometh inherits some things, a few things. Every once in a while. No, it says he that overcometh inherits all things. You will inherit the goodness of God if you overcome. Offenses are a trap. They are the, they are Satan's trap. They are the trap of the enemy to cause the children of God to stumble. And God says clearly, you will not hold a grudge against the children of thy people. You will not hold a grudge. He commands us to walk in the peace and to walk in the love of God. We have to let it go. It is a stumbling block. It's a trap of the enemy. We've heard that proverb for so long. Well, I have to love them, but I don't have to like them. That's just not true. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know where it came from, but as of today, please toss it out. You got to like them. And you've got to love them because I I promise you, 
You cannot love someone that you do not like. I didn't say I like the sin that they do. I didn't say I like the, the, some of the actions, but I like them because I love them. I like them because God created them. I like them in their era. I like them in their accuracy. I love them in their era. I still have the love of God for them, even in their sin, because the Bible says that if you love them, then that you will pray for them to become the children of God. We cannot walk around children of God saying, well, I like some of my family. I don't like some of my family members, but I love them. No, we're not going to be able to say that anymore. It's a false proverb. It's man-made. We're going to have to walk in the love of God. When you walk in the love of God, you walk in the power of Almighty God. God is going to bless you. The power, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is going to be tremendous in your life. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.